Welcome to another episode of Clear Thinking, brought to you by Better Broadhead. We are a coalition serving the communities of the Broadhead School District, working to reduce youth substance use, bullying, and dating violence through education, awareness, and advocacy. I am your host, Jessica Maris. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Jamie Botts, public health nurse with Greene County Public Health. Jamie, thank you for doing this interview with me today. I really appreciate it. Can you briefly introduce yourself to those who may be listening? Sure, Jess. Thank you for having me as a speaker here today. I have been out with public health since 2003 uh, when I started in public health. One of the duties that I did was looking at youth tobacco prevention. Worked in that and still continue to work in that actually and kind of had changed a little bit along the way as vaping became popular and tobacco was replaced and more youth were using vaping products, looking at creating, you know, initiatives around that to prevent youth use of vaping products. So, and now we've kind of are still working on both of those and we see new emerging synthetic products that are out in the market that impact youth as well, such as Delta 8. Which is what we're going to be focusing on today. You've been spending some time in recent, was it years you've been focusing on Delta 8? It's been a little bit over a year now. Over a year, okay. That we've been Um, looking at that. Can you tell me a little bit about it? What specifically is Delta 8? What Delta 8 is, it's a chemically altered form of... THC, you know, traditional marijuana, it's derived from the hemp plant. So uh, it's commercially available, labeled as Delta-8. It's been synthesized through a process that uses a variety of chemicals that convert the hemp-derived CBD into Delta-8. So it's very similar to Delta-9, which is traditional marijuana. The only difference is, and I'm not going to get into a chemistry lesson here, Mm -hmm. but there is a double bond on carbon eight instead of carbon nine. So it's just a little bit chemically different. So it has a very similar type of reaction when someone uses it to the traditional marijuana, but it's categorized differently in how it is sold. So okay. it's not legal to sell traditional marijuana. Um, in the state of Wisconsin. In the state of Wisconsin. Okay. But Delta 8, there is no regulation on the sale of it. So that slight change changes it just enough that it now falls under the laws and the, the requirements for Delta 9 and being illegal in Wisconsin then? Yeah, so okay. it's it's something that there's really no regulation. It kind of just falls outside of the regulation that's currently in place for the traditional marijuana. How is Delta 8 marketed? What is their target demographic for that? So typically what, you know, we've seen in some of the research that we've been conducting on this, and I should kind of go back and say, you know, this isn't just a public health effort. You know, okay. we, we are working together. We kind of have a, a task force that we have pulled together that we're looking at this issue. And I guess I should step back and kind of explain why we started to look at this and how things that kind of transpired kind of on a, a local level. So we had been hearing that these products were being sold in our 
communities of Greene County. We had been hearing some stories from residents, you know, maybe went to a festival and they had free samples of these products out. Since they are unregulated, free samples were put out. They usually typically look like food items. Um, They could be in the form of gummies or chips, crackers, brownies, candy items, things like that. And they were put out and people were trying them and they were ending up ill from the effects of the product. So we were hearing that people were going into the emergency room and have some adverse effects from them and kind of hearing more stories about that. And the other thing that we've heard is marketed kind of as a quote unquote health product that if you struggle with anxiety or you're feeling really stressed that these products can help Mm -hmm. with that. Again, there's no research on this product itself. There's not a strong base of research, just like with tobacco and vaping. It takes a long time to build that research. On Delta 8 specifically. On Delta 8, yeah. There's not a huge base of research because it's a newer product and it takes a while to get that research out. So we're hearing stories in our community and people are saying that they've heard to take it for managing anxiety and stress and things Mm -hmm. like that. And what's actually happening is it's causing those to be worse. So it's sending people into the emergency room with some health effects that are more anxiety producing. Okay. Uh, So instead of lessening anxiety, it increases those symptoms. And and we can go through kind of what the effects are on the body Mm -hmm. um, because we do have information on that and how it impacts people. But that's kind of what started happening in then we started thinking, well, we should start looking to see where are these products sold, learning more about them, learning to see, you know, is there regulation that's happening in other states? Is Wisconsin going to start regulating these products? And just kind of bringing a group together and then also educating our community because obviously mm-hmm. with products like this, it is something that youth are drawn to. And so we have to be thinking about how does this impact our youth? Right. We talked about stories in the community and the work group that you guys created. What specifically have you been doing to kind of find out where it is in our community and gathering information? You have, Like you said, you have anecdotal stories from members of the community. Is there anything else that you guys have done to try to, to, try to understand where it is in our community? 2022 is when we really started to hear a lot more about these products, specifically summer of 2022. In the fall, we started bringing together a work group looking further into Delta 8, we looked around other counties within Wisconsin to see what work was already happening. Wood County Health Department had created an educational campaign for their community. They enacted a local ordinance that restricted the sale of Delta 8 to anyone under the age of 21. So we knew that they already had some things started. So we initially kind of partnered with them to see what they had been doing. And then we decided how they started is they did some environmental scans, around their community, where are these products being sold? How close are they being sold to where youth frequently are in our community, like schools, youth centers, YMCA, things like that, areas where kids frequent, and doing a scan to kind of see how and where are the products being sold, what do they look like, how are they marketed? Because, you know, again, if it's something that you're not seeking out, you don't really go in somewhere looking for Delta mm-hmm. 8. really have to take an approach of really looking for the products in your community. So when you do an environmental scan, is that just going into establishments and observing, seeing if you can see anything out? Is it speaking with um, with owners of businesses, community members? What exactly does an environmental scan look like? So what it involves is 
these products can be sold a number of different places. So it isn't like when we're going out doing, you know, looking to see where tobacco or alcohol mm-hmm. is sold in our community. You have to have a license as a retailer to sell those products. So we don't really have like a retail licensing list that we can okay. go off of. So we have to go into a lot of different places. Some of it are places that we heard community members telling us where they saw these products sold. It could be going into gas stations, restaurants, bars, health centers that promote health, not mm-hmm. health care facilities, nutrition or wellness marketed places that sell other products, those type of, of places that we went into. And then also there's online sales of this. So okay. trying to look at, are there places that are, are marketing online that people are purchasing the products from as well? Just going in and seeing what is the placement of the products? What are the products that are being sold? Talking to whoever the clerk is or the owner and just asking some questions about what are the age of people that you sell to? Because since it isn't regulated, would these products be sold to someone under the age of 18? And kind of having that dialogue. Do you find that uh, they're willing to have those conversations with you or can that be difficult? Um, No, so far, I think that there has been a willingness to have those conversations. And many times, retailers don't really want to get a reputation of selling products to youth. I mean, in my experience, we used to do underage tobacco checks where we'd Mm -hmm. go in and see if retailers were training staff not to sell products to, well, now it's anyone under the age of 21 to sell tobacco products to. And they would often say, you know, we don't want to sell these products to youth. Like Mm -hmm. we want to be doing the right thing. So it's like anything, you have to start the communication and build that relationship and yeah build that that's encouraging to hear that it is potentially in the communities but that retailers are wanting to do it responsibly and for to help protect youth so when you conducted the environmental scan what did you guys find So we did find that these products are being sold in our community, a number of different venues where they are being sold. We were able to kind of find out what kind of products, a lot of the products, how they're marketed. um, And I kind of said this a little bit earlier, but, you know, as candy products, gummies, other candies, the marketing, the coloring of the packaging is very similar to very well-known candy products, chips, items like that. So we found that it isn't being marketed as this, here's a pill of Delta 8. It's not like that at all. It usually is as a food product and ingested that way. Marketing it, it appeals to youth, but the process of creating the packaging, is there a concern with that beyond just what it looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So just like you said, it is very concerning, you know, because the packaging is very appealing to children, to teenagers. And the other thing is, too, is that these products look like food items. What's to stop a toddler from saying, oh, it's a gummy or it's a candy Mm -hmm. or whatever? And with the lack of regulation of these products is there's no standardized quote-unquote dosing of it. So it might be that for a particular product, half of a gummy is what would be considered a quote-unquote dose. But it's really hard when it's not regulated to actually have set dosage. And as we know with any product, we don't know how it's going to be metabolized in the body. It obviously depends on your body weight, your age, a Mm -hmm. lot of different things affect how something is metabolized. We know that. And then additionally, these products are all different. What might be dosed as half a gummy is however much of the product is in there. Another brand may say, well, you can have two gummies or whatever. So there's no standardization with 
the dosing. The other thing is, is that a lot of these products that are food products, like say your crackers or your chips, it's sprinkled on top of it. So you don't know if I had one and you had one, we don't know that it's the same dosage. They could have a different concentration on there, how much you're actually getting. So that is very concerning. You touched on some of the effects that people have experienced. What are some other ways that this could potentially impact your health? So some of the effects that we have researched and the people that have reported after they've used it, the symptoms that they reported that sent them into the ER have lined up very closely. Uh, Some of the things that are the effects on the body is can see some psychosis, hallucinations, headaches, seizures. In very extreme cases where you kind of got toxicity of the product, you could have a coma. On the kind of mental health aspects mm-hmm. of it, irritation, nervousness, paranoia, impulsiveness, restlessness, sleep concerns. A lot of what the product is marketed to do is to help with these things, mm-hmm. but it actually, what we've heard is that it is causing some of those issues as well. Slurred speech can be an issue and also increased blood pressure and increased heart rate. Difficulty breathing. Now there are some products that can actually be inhaled. The other concern that I know that we've discussed in our group is products that can be through a vape. So it can be Mm -hmm. a liquid that's inhaled through a vape. So there can be the aspect of the difficulty breathing, lung inflammation, and scarring being inhaled rather than ingested. Tremors, lack of and loss of coordination. A number of people have reported gastrointestinal issues, nausea, vomiting, having loss of appetite. That is something that we have heard reported. And then the other thing I did want to put out there is that we do not have any real research base on what it would do with a pregnant woman. So if someone is pregnant and they use these products, We don't know what impact that might have. There's a lot of questions there, and it's not something that is a huge research base Mm -hmm. that we can draw off of. Something to be aware of. Yeah. We do know that, and I can put out there too, that the Wisconsin Poison Center has addressed some things with Delta 8 and some calls that they have received. So they have been doing some research, and we do encourage people to report concerns or adverse Mm -hmm. side effects of Delta 8 that they contact the Wisconsin Poison Center. And I can give that number here. Absolutely. Yes, please do. Uh, It's 1 800 222 1222. There also is a website that they have where they do have some information in regards to Delta 8 and some okay. of the products and the risk of toxicity or overdose with the, the products. So if they have a few questions, they can check out the website and mm-hmm. there may be answers to that. Yeah. On there. And if someone is experiencing, you know, some of these effects, these health effects, obviously if, if someone uses a product and they end up mm-hmm. having seizures, you'd want to call 911. Oh, absolutely. You know, yep. Immediate yeah. attention in the case of emergency related to Delta 8 and taking Mm -hmm. these products if that were to happen. You said you did the environmental scan. We did find it in our community and in Greene County. What is the next step? What are you guys planning or hoping to be able to achieve next with the information that you've gathered and your understanding of its presence in the county? So really what we're trying to do is just increase awareness through education. So we've been trying to provide more education within the schools, with our healthcare partners, with law enforcement, just more education on the Mm -hmm. products. A lot of new products are hitting the 
scene and it's hard to keep up with all of them. So really just providing that education, having dialogue with those partners, mm-hmm. with the ones I, I listed through the schools, law enforcement, their healthcare partners, and providing more education and then also providing some education to the community as well. And we just created a trifold brochure that we're hoping mm-hmm. to get out into the community that just informs them of what the products mm-hmm. are. The people that had reached out after they had taken these products and had reported what the effects were that they had said we had no knowledge what this was. Like we didn't mm-hmm. know exactly what we were taking. We didn't know what was in it. It was a free sample and we we just thought oh it looks like a food product. It must be safe. They really said if there had been increased awareness mm-hmm. they may not have even tried the product. Again it's having that information of knowing what the product is, you know, and the information that we do have. Like I said, there isn't a huge research base with these products. So we're, we're kind of learning as we go, just like we did mm-hmm. with vaping. Educating so we can make informed choices. Yes. Yep, exactly. Making informed choices. And obviously we are concerned about the impact on youth since mm-hmm. right now, as I said, it is not regulated. We're still learning about long-term health impacts. Mm-hmm. We really don't know all the impacts on the human body. We don't know the impacts mm-hmm. on someone who is young is using it what the impacts would be Mm -hmm. long term either so it's something that we're learning more about and just need to get that awareness out there and we hope to continue to work with retailers to increase awareness of Mm -hmm. youth access and having some of those conversations too the other thing too that I can also share is that in addition to the education piece with the community is we're also looking at gathering data related to emergency room visits after the use of the product so again since it's a new product, someone presents to the emergency room, they screen for a number of different substances. Uh, Delta 8 is not, since it is a new product, it's not something that is usually readily maybe asked about. So having more than just stories of -hmm. of reports of people saying, I use this and this is what happened, but actually having some data Mm -hmm. on that. And then, of course, you know, participating in state-level advocacy. And I can talk a little bit more, too, about regulation of products. And Yeah, absolutely. Please like do. That. I would love to so. hear what is going on at the state level or even the community level in regards to regulating Delta 8. As I had shared earlier, Wood County has put some things in effect specifically for youth to protect youth mm-hmm. with these products and putting an ordinance in place to prevent the use of these products by youth And as a state, Wisconsin currently has no regulation, so the product is considered to be legal, but it's a very much of a patchwork throughout the United States. So there are some states where they have some regulation in place with the products. There are some states that it's banned, so out West, there's a number of states where it's banned and it's yeah. it's illegal to sell the product there. So we just kind of have this patchwork of different things happening in different states. So there's there's no federal law over it. Yeah, there's the no federal law. So then it's up to states to mm-hmm. make the laws then about the products. So and again, it is something that is new. It's emerging, mm-hmm. kind of like vaping when that happened started, you know, and and youth were using it and there wasn't a lot of regulation in the beginning either. So it's kind of similar to that, but it's a a different product, obviously. So next steps for Green County in Wisconsin is just gathering more data that's not just word of mouth. It's getting like the actual numbers in there with the goal of influencing policy or law changes, Mm -hmm. creating more regulation around youth access 
marketing of the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not targeting youth. Yeah, things yeah. like that. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That that's pretty much to to summarize kind of where we're moving. And again, it's it is a new product and it's ever changing. You know, there's so much with synthetics and chemically altered forms of this that there's a lot mm-hmm. of different varieties that you see coming out, and it can be daunting to keep up with all of the yeah yeah you mentioned the creation of the trifold is there anything else that you guys are doing specifically in green county to get the word out increase understanding and access to what delta 8 is so we have created a, a presentation that some of us that are on the group have been doing to take it to some organizations that work with youth and represent youth and to our schools in Greene County and just, you know, law enforcement to just mm-hmm. make them more aware. So it's a it's more of an uh, awareness presentation about what the product is, because usually when we bring up Delta 8, people say, I don't even know what that is. You know, what is that mm-hmm. product? Why is it concerning what are the potential health impacts of it? Why is this not regulated? That I hear a lot, you know, when we, we go and start conversations. Um, well, why are there no regulations? Why is there not something that prevents youth from purchasing this product? That's pretty much what we're doing. You know, we, we continue to meet and come together and partner with our community on this. So they are aware, really okay. increasing awareness. Yeah, so if somebody listening wanted to have you come and do a presentation, would you be the person to reach out to? Yeah, someone could reach out to me. That would be fine if they wanted to do that or just call public health. Our number is 608-328-9390. You can also visit our website if you want to and can email a request or something as well through that. Okay. You said you are still working on that, the trifold, but when it is finished, where is that going to be distributed? So we're hoping to have it done by February, and this will be found, we'll have it on our website. We'll be putting it, it will be on our website. We're hoping to get it out to schools so it can be dispersed out to parents and get the education out there. We'll try to get it out in as many avenues as we can. Thank you very much for meeting with me today. Some very valuable information thankful that you guys are doing this. Just one step in helping to keep and create a safer community here in Greene County. Yeah, that's our that's our goal, you know, that people can make informed decisions about their health. It's fantastic. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Clear Thinking, a podcast produced by Better Broadhead. We are a federal grant-funded coalition building a community where everyone is valued and safe. To learn more about our work, to volunteer, or to listen to other podcasts, visit us on the web at www.betterbroadhead.org or contact us through Facebook. Until next time, take care of yourself. Take care of one another.